Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. And this week's episode, we are going to cover the Grammys and Oscars because this is culture. Yeah. You got it in. (laughs) I thought of it for a second. I mean, that sounds like a jam ready to win an Oscar or a Grammy or something. (laughs) I'm going to EGOT. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we get the EGOT, we'll finally be recognized by the Academy. (laughs) Well, we have, no, I mean, you have to get the Oscar recognition from the Academy to get that EGOT. So they go hand in hand. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, but which one do you think we would win first? I feel like it would definitely be an Emmy because we're like yeah. for television. Yeah, if anybody were to give us some uh, fa- not FaceTime, I was what uh, TV time? What is it when we get some uh, when you get in front of the camera time? What is it FaceTime? Yeah, FaceTime. Okay. Then, before yeah. before the iPhone FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, basically, we just need to create this pod into a TV show, and then, like, obviously the awards will just be flying through. And HBO likes to do that, so I'm sure they're listening and they're considering us. Because we're essentially, like, two dope queens. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I can't think of any other duo of white women in their mid-30s talking about (laughs) pop culture on a podcast. Can you? I mean, we're pretty groundbreaking. We really are. I mean, no one is doing what we're doing. No one's doing what we're doing. Plus, uh, the 13 listeners will appreciate, um, you know, what if it was a sleeper? Like, what if we got snuck in a Tony for the first one? That's really, that would be a real, a real shock. That's true. If we recorded this and somehow made it an album, we could get one of those, like, easy, uh, uh, easy, um, Grammy, like spoken word grams. Yeah, spoken word. I feel like we could definitely get that. Yeah, I mean, I, clearly. There, I don't even know why we're bothering, like, trying to figure out where we're getting our EGOT. It's just going to be happening. Yeah. We got to put it out there, manifest, manifest, and, like, in two days, it'll come back. Vision board. Yeah, put it on a vision board, write it in a book, and it happens, apparently. <laughs> the secret. And that's how all, um, yeah, that's what all these people were thinking at the same time as well. And they're yeah. all getting their Oscar noms now. Was that a, wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go under the Grammys. That was so that aired this past weekend. We got to enjoy because yeah. we're in the midst of awards season. Which and... is clearly delayed by like a million months, but we'll <laughs> yeah. take it. But it kicks off with the Golden Globes and it wraps up with the Oscars every year. And um, yeah, so what about uh, what were your highlights and lowlights from the Grammys? Break it down for me. Okay. So. Obviously, and you will not be surprised, Harry Styles' performance, Chef Kiss, amazing. He's so cute. And so glad he won. Um, Did you also see him talking to Taylor? That was a big buzz. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, overall, I just, considering, I will start off with, again, low expectations, just like we did with the Golden Globes. I honestly feel like the Grammys did a much better job than any of the award shows we've seen so far. Part of that is because it is mostly performances. So you're able to kind of, you know, you didn't have that weird, all the nominee nominees talking to each other. I did like the idea that they had one room for the presenters so that, or one room for the performers. So you got to see like Harry vibe, to Billie Eilish and vice versa that was pretty cool I like the um, whole vibe I mean I like that they were at tables this time and I just like the kind of I know it was low energy but I was like enjoying the low energy vibe of it I know I, I was very curious who was in the like at the table section where the awards were being presented because obviously you did have like winners like Megan the Stallion but there were definitely like what I assume were um seat fillers and oh, okay. I would that would have been really I always just cool. assume that's like the producers when I don't recognize because there's so many producers at these at True. the at the Grammys versus they I mean, were they're everywhere a... but I just feel like they're they're so significant at the Grammys yeah I mean I was scanning it 
because I was just curious to see who was there. It's hard to tell because they were all wearing masks. Yeah. So I didn't even know. Like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say a lot of them were like young, what looked like like young white girls. So I'm like, mm, maybe they were just like seat oh, fillers. okay. Gotcha. Because I was assuming that that was um, Joe Allenwell. Allenwell? Uh, like Taylor's boyfriend who was with him and stuff. But then I was like, damn, oh. you really cannot... T- I, it, it was she went up and when she accepted she was like i write you I, I she gave a nod to him that she runs all her songs like yeah. you know, past him and stuff but i'm just on board with her dating only british men <laughs> so I'm just fascinated. i just like yeah I mean, no, that's I mean, exactly what i would be doing if i was taylor exactly no yeah. i mean yeah i mean um i would say my favorite win yeah. was Megan the Stallion winning with Beyonce because a Megan the Stallion like this was her year there's no reason why she shouldn't have won best new artist or I think it was best rap song maybe I can't remember what she won that yeah best rap song with Beyonce and like for someone like Megan who is pretty young who idolized Beyonce just like all of us and then be able to be on a song with her and then win an uh, an, an award with her and that award is the is what then became the the reason why Beyonce has the most wins of anyone at the Grammys like that her speech with Beyonce like made me cry cuz it's like imagine us producing a show with Jimmy Fallon it winning and then going up on stage with Jimmy Fallon like I would die that I was so that I mean I need to put that in context because when she won with Beyonce I was like this is a little it wasn't uncomfortable because she won it was like oh they are not comfortable with each other like and then I was like oh have they even met each other yet because like all of this stuff can be done so remotely and this entire year has been remote so like yeah they probably have never even come in contact can you think of any other I don't I honestly I think I saw her in an interview Megan where she talked about like just how excited she was that Beyonce like had a section on her track I don't yeah I agree they may have never met in person or if they did it was a very like it wasn't like they were in the producer you know in the um studio together yeah exactly so it was uh, so then and then uh, unfortunately you know everybody does fortunately and unfortunately they're coming up with the masks there too doing their intersection speeches so it is really difficult to for me it was definitely difficult to have that excitement because you're missing half of their expression kind of unfortunately right um I liked, uh, but you know, but that was uh, very exciting. And obviously she deserves to win because that's the the best damn song. Um, And, and that's what kills me about the Grammys is how old it makes me feel. So like the fact that Megan, like these people are now 10 years younger than us that are like women winning. Megan's like 27. Megan's like, you know, what we, what I would like to think is more relatable to me, but we wouldn't have gone to high school together. So like, oh, we grew up in different times. Then you have Billie Eilish, who's like five, and she won Record of the Year. Yeah. So, like, so I was like, yeah. wait, but how did you grow up? Like, go, I was like, aren't you like our age? And then Beyonce would be almost not quite an equal to her yet in terms of achievements. But like, I was like, no, isn't it? Aren't you guys more on a level playing field? But I did appreciate Megan, you know, really bowing down to Beyonce. But I just feel like there's a human, there's more of a humanitarian. Like, like a human vibe to Beyonce that I feel like we need to get back. Like I don't really view Beyonce as this like other entity. Like I just feel like we don't really get to hear her talk and we don't get to hear a lot of her personality. And if we did, she would be like much more chill than this like platform that we all put her on. She deserves to be on that. But I just feel like there's a sense of of normalcy with Beyonce. Am I I totally out of like left field on this? And no, I I think there's value in what you're saying. I think honestly, after everything that happened with Jay Z, um, like when that whole drama occurred with the elevator and stuff, I feel like that's when she became really more protected of her. Yeah, and then having her, the kids her, and having to protect the kids. Yeah, and just being like way more um, isolated. Control- 
controlling well no just kind of more controlling of her own like narrative and then her music became a lot more focused not on like lemonade obviously was all about like the greatest album of the entire century like as far as i'm concerned which is interesting because it's not my favorite of hers but like i get the purpose of it and then obviously she did this last album that she did and what she won r&b performance black parade like she she's focused more on the humanitarian aspect and like even when all the black lives matter stuff was happening last summer she had you know she was very prominent in being vocal about it and this music had to do with that so i think she's just moved on from like the normal have a single come out and moved more into how can she help the culture and her community yeah, Which and that just makes me like, love her more. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have that platform, isn't that what you should be doing? Especially as like your community is still facing so much. Yeah. So I guess I view her as kind of that like because like that community involvement would be like, oh, she's she's so good at um at providing a um just being like uh, such a prominent like yeah she could really like abuse she could ignore it she couldn't she could not go towards that direction and the fact that she's chosen that direction to me almost um and i'm not saying like her reason for it is being like politically motivated but like i'm like oh like i want her to be like a senator (laughs) like i want her to be like you never know i can see her shaking hands in line and you know like that's what i want to see i would not be surprised if there's a political future for either her or jay-z i mean they're they're so invested in so many different causes and businesses now and they have so much money and they have so much yeah they're like part of that one percent which i mean i'm happy i'm i'm happy for them to be versus like some of these other horrible humans yeah yeah i mean obviously um i would say i haven't loved her music as much in the last five years but like her music isn't necessarily for me anymore you know gotcha. what I mean? It's yeah. more for her community, which is fine. Um, but I mean, those were great SNL sketches when they were like, Beyonce is black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Lemonade dropped and they were like, this isn't for you. Right. Exactly. Um, but oh, I mean, you know, so I was a huge, I honestly was more of a Destiny's Child fan than I was Beyonce. Although I did love the, De- uh, the Beyonce album. I think it's called Four. It's it's a really it's a really good gotcha. one. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so but you know, obviously speaking of Megan Salian, you can't we can't not discuss the performance with Cardi B for WAP. I mean, this was my highlight. I mean, it got a lot of responses, not surprisingly, although I'm so I bored with I, these responses. Yeah, as Casey and I discussed, like even while we were watching it, I mean if you know what the song WAP stands for and you <laughs> have ever heard of it over the last year, I don't know why you would have been surprised by that performance. And to be honest, maybe I'm jaded because I've seen a lot crazier stuff on television. I didn't think it was that risque. No, and as it was happening, I was th- I was like, oh, this is entertaining as hell. And I am going to be already frustrated at the negative backlash that they're going right. to get for depicting any kind of like lesbian sex, actual sexual positions that were like, oh, I should take notes. <laughs> like this is reverse cowgirl. Yeah, I mean <laughs> just the physical people- choreography of that was amazing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole summer, everyone was doing the choreography on TikTok and Instagram. Like basically they just recreated the choreography and this time instead of it being on a floor, it was on a ginormous bed. So yeah. like, why why were people surprised? I didn't think it was like, you know, they didn't, not that this should even matter, but it's not like they made out or did anything like really. No, which is the history of the big controversial is like, you know, Madonna thriving around on stage in a wedding dress in the 80s. Well, yeah, I was trying to compare it to like the Madonna, um, Britney Spears, BMA performance where they make out. Well, the Christina kiss too. I feel like Christina always gets left out on that conversation where she was also a part of that kiss. I know. If I was Christina, I'd been like, I was there too. Like, what the fuck? Sloppy second. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I'm probably, I mean, 
I think also it's just we've talked about this too. It's the double standard because how many times have we seen performances from male rappers where they're talking about strippers or sex and you have women in the background dancing and probably doing the exact same yeah moves or very similar and on poles and you know a lot of sexual innu- innuendos and there's never any response to it I mean I loved Post Malone was in the room when they were performing yes. he was he was loving it I loved watching him watch it. I was I mean, like just the keep the I camera love. on post yeah that's the part I love about the Grammys is when they show the other celebrities responding to the performances because at the end of the day they're all musicians and even though they're different genres they all appreciate the art so when you get to see them react and really be into it, like, that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, once it happened, I already rolled my eye. Once the performance was over, I rolled my eyes and I go, just get ready for the bullshit conversation that we have every five years yep. about women and sexuality and how this is degrading to our culture. And it's like, you need to understand what our, like, when you say it's degrading to our culture, you are talking what you mean is that I do not want to see women doing this. And like, like that is already our, our culture. So you can't compartmentalize it. Like right. we are in culture. We have sex. Like There's no two. Like I just, ugh, I was like, all right, we're already going well, to hear the bullshit. Mention, not to mention it was like the number one song the whole year. So finally yeah. the Grammy, the Grammys like actually responded to like what the public I felt overall like the winners I I think we had talked about you know when we talked about the nominations before which you know there were a lot that was missing but I think of the nominations the winners were actually right and there wasn't as many surprises at least in my eyes and they were Um, more evenly distributed yes yeah that's always Um, what you want to see you it's so annoying to see the same person and I mean, uh, you know, even though I, you know, I'm obsessed with Adele and stuff, like, like when you get when record of the year and, and then that's song. different from album of the year. And isn't that different from single of the year or no? Yeah. Is- it's song of the year, record of the year and album of the year. It usually a lot of the time someone sweeps all three, but this time around it, it was not the case. Yeah. And I feel um, like nobody should sweep all three because it's just, it would be rare. I would be very rare for you to be able to have the song of the year and the album of the year but i would go back to adele's 21 as one and lemonade as one that should have done that as well so like and lauren yeah. hill the emancipation or not the oh emancipation. yeah yeah um, the, um, the education the miseducation of yeah i was like yeah. I, I was like i have that album up right now let me just go read it yeah like one of my favorite yeah, so i guess it can time. happen oh of course yeah, yeah. But it's just like um, it is more fun to see other people get up there and win and do their speeches exactly. and yeah yeah, the only other two performances I thought were worth highlighting is, I mean, I know you and I both were watching the, what is it, Marin Morris and John Mayer, and it looked, yeah. like, it looked like they were really into each other, which I was kind of into, but I was as well. That, yeah. But then then realized she she's still married. For some reason, I thought she had gotten divorced. So then I no, I mean, I texted you and I, we were both like, I was like, wait, she recently had a baby, right? And then she did. I feel like she also recently filed and you were like, yeah. And then I Googled and we were like, wait, okay. She did have the baby, but then like who else? And then you're, you were thinking Casey Musgraves recently broke up with her husband. Yeah. I will admit, like, I do not follow country music at all no i'm with you there i mean it's not like we liked the song like i didn't like the song that she was doing but she and john we were both like oh i was into their performance yeah and i honestly thought john was gonna be performing with coldplay i don't know where i thought yeah when they do yeah that would have been that would have been a cool i mean john can perform with anyone because he's so talented i mean i will never forget when i saw him perform with um Kanye West and Sting and at um the live earth performance in Jersey and I was like I am literally witnessing greatness right now that was like Jesus walks yeah Kanye so it was like prime Kanye oh my Um, god and um you and I would never like want to go to a fish concert but we would a hundred percent like go see John Mayer 
do a fish concert, fish tour. I feel like actually you're a secret fish fan. Like you're a secret, like I don't know, I don't know any fish music. No, I think no. you're talking about the dead. Oh my god, I am. Oh my god, how dare I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's with the dead. Yeah, but uh, I feel like you're yeah, a secret, no, like psychedelic enjoyer, but don't enjoy the drugs of that. Yeah, but like I mean, you that, would get down with that kind of jam band for a second. I would go to a I would go to a dead concert before the fish for sure. A hundred percent. My actually, apologies. I would never go to a yeah. fish concert. <laughs> I just I despise fish like, yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. No offense, but they're freaky, especially because they go like a thousand times. Um and it just creeps me out. Not that I haven't done that with Jay Z, but I don't know. There's just more respect with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not here to insult but clearly here to insult um and then the last performance or two performances which i feel like we would be remiss if we didn't mention is our new favorite like super group slick sonic which oh is yeah and anderson pock not only did they do an incredible job with their new song close the door or open the door i forgot what it's called Keep the door they- open yeah, something like that. But when they did the tribute to Little Richard, I mean, there's no one better to do a tribute of Little Richard than Bruno Mars. Yeah. Like, that was chef's kiss. He's his long-lost son. I'm ready for him to play him in a movie. Like, let's get it done. Well, also, Bruno got his start as a four-year-old winning a Elvis Presley, uh, like, sing-along, like, contest. Right. Um, yeah, I mean... Bruno is the number one entertainer of our generation, I would say. He he doesn't get it wrong. Like, you kind of want to, I at least I want to hate on him for a little bit and be like, oh my God, you it do, looks so yeah. pop. But then you're like, you listen to his, I mean, I sing along, like, a nobody's business to a Bruno Mars jam. Like, Marry well, Me. Thing. I mean, even the earlier stuff. Yeah, it's all good fucking wedding bar mitzvah jams <laughs> it's yeah and it's music that gets stuck in your head like you know you may not love him as an artist but like you have to love his songs and for that reason like i think we even talked about this at the grammy or when we were talking about the um the super bowl like he is a performer whereas the weekend may have a lot of hits like Bruno yeah. Mars, but he can't perform live. Yeah, there's no charisma no. with the weekend, and Bruno Mars is just stage presence. Yeah, he's got it like from in every bone of his body. Yeah, you go, oh, that's what it is, and he has yeah. it. And also, that's is, it, is it? Yeah, exactly. Is it Silk Sonic or Slick Sonic? Um, good question. I thought it was Silk Sonic, but I also I like the name it. Slick Sonic. I think it's Silk Sonic. So, so, no, you're right. It's Silk okay. Sonic. And it's Leave the Door Open. Okay, cool. As, as pop culture experts, I feel like, yeah, because I mean, I screwed up a couple of weeks ago with uh, with the uh, Coming to America 2 when I said that Eddie Murphy plays Baba when it's Arsenio Hall. So thank you, Randy Cohen, for letting me know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What Was there something else you wanted? There I, was I something like else, but now I forget what it is. <laughs> There was something I fucked up last week, too, but I, I remember, or two weeks it's, ago. I don't remember what if, it was. If it's that important, I'll come back to you. But yeah, so that was our overall view of the Grammys. I, the one other thing I will say is, I, you know, in the past, the Grammys has been problematic. The former, like, president, that white guy, Neil something or other, was ve- he was the one that was like, women need to step up if they want to be nominated. And, you know, they were very not... I think last year there was some controversy of them not really doing that much just in general for minorities. And I felt like this year I loved that they were highlighting all these local venues that had been suffering during COVID and like just giving a lot more attention to like the humanitarian aspect Mm -hmm. of music, which I just thought was like a really nice way to weave that in. So um, yeah, I mean, every year these awards get less and less people watching because, you know, young people don't watch these awards. And mm-hmm. also, like, the fact that it was COVID is makes it less exciting. But I will say so far of all of these COVID award shows, it was probably one of the more entertaining ones. And it, it could also be, I don't know if you're aware of this. And but- Trevor Noah was a great host sorry i yeah, interrupted yeah. you yeah you also sorry to anybody on the other side aside listening because you it might be a huge bump up in sound <laughs> you came into <laughs> yeah. my headphones real aggressive 
But um, no, Trevor Noah, I really enjoyed. And I thought that was really fun. And that's who should be hosting. You know, that's that's yeah. who we need to be having at these hosting events. Like, where's John Oliver? Well, he probably has asked and says no. But um, yeah, those are the dudes that we want to be hosting. Or ladies as well. We need comedians, like actual working comedians to be doing this. But with yeah. the producers that you were saying, I you were probably well aware, but I don't know if you were that Ben Winston, it was his first time producing this year. And he's the um he's the producer for james corden he's james's best friend like they he and james have been working together i i think like post james is like tony win but he might have like that's maybe when they met and like all of james's production stuff is run by ben winston and i also believe if i can remember the the like um James is very good friends with everybody in One Direction because when One Direction got off of uh, Britain's Got Talent or X Factor? X Factor, yeah. So when they got off of X Factor and they're still little baby boys, they were living with Ben in London with his wife and family to like, that's why they didn't necessarily go off the rails like you normally see with a pop band. Because, right. like, and Harry still sometimes, like, goes and lives with Ben and his family and, like, in Love their it. house. And, like, um, even though he has his other, like, I guess like, he was renovating one of his homes throughout this year. And he was, like, half living with Ben and, like, half living with friends and, like, kind of couch hopping. And, like, and, just and Harry prefers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, womp, womp. But, like, Harry just prefers to be. That's how you know he's a good boy. Because he just wants to be around, like, other grounded families. And he doesn't like to like be in his mansions alone which i'm like all right well you also don't need to have like multiple mansions if you're not using them Harry. but but yeah so that could have been you know uh, we'll see if he hosts uh, you know if he does the production for it next year too but i think he was like the manager for one direction and that's how he became like this big producer into it i mean like well i mean simon cowell i guess would have been the manager but he had something to do with maybe he was a production the music producer for one direction that first album or something like that Cool. Yeah. Inside baseball. Um. All right. Should we move on to Oscar noms? Yeah. So in what? Well, yeah. Is this normally the weekend? Do they usually come out after the Grammys? I guess I could have done. We could have done more research into the history. I mean, of, the whole schedule is so is off a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Oscars aren't even happening until April twenty fifth, which normally like the latest is sometime in February. So yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Everything. Everything's off. But you know, it always comes out after the golden globe so yeah 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 um so i mean i don't think there's anything that's like of shock where like you're excited because we got two female directors um we have uh emerald fennel for promising young women and chloe zhao for nomadland uh the the big uh, mank has the most nominations and i think that's gonna be the last one michelle and i watch if we're i, yeah. I don't even think i'm gonna watch that i have no interest in it yeah we both talked about the fact that neither one of us has seen citizen Kane, like, <laughs> which is probably not a good reflection of us considering we are such pop culture obsesses and though that's supposed to be like the greatest movie of all time but yeah, I feel like you can't watch Mank before seeing Citizen Kane because oh, I think you can. They're not going to have anything to do with each other. No, I know, but I mean, it has to do with like the making of that movie. So it probably is helpful to have like a better understanding of like the movie to get a sense of what you're about to jump into. I mean, I don't think it's a prerequisite, but it's probably useful. I would say you can definitely watch them separately, and they do not like. They, w- they wouldn't compliment each other by any means yeah yeah but it's a uh, uh fucking what's that old guy gary oldman sorry you're, you're yeah, all right gary oldman but here's the thing he's good he's good but if you look into gary oldman's wikipedia and you know he hasn't been canceled and nobody's ever currently accused him of anything but he's he is on his fifth wife and every single marriage has ended because he's moved on to the next woman and cheated on the first wife with so i mean i appreciate watching gary oldman but i'm like you're a mess and i can't separate those two after i learned that and i don't know why Uh, no welcome welcome to my whole life and i'm wondering why i have vendettas against half of hollywood (laughs) yeah exactly i'm just like oh you're actually probably a huge narcissist and really difficult to deal with but uh, Chadwick Boseman got he got a 
posthumous? posthumous? Is that? Can you help me out with that order? Is that how you say that? Posthuman? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I I just learned conservatorship after eight thousand times. Okay, so I'm gonna say posthumous because I don't know if it's supposed to be that aggressive of a post. I know that it's spelled post. I think it's posthumous. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, but I'm like posthumous. Um, so, but I'm never going to see this movie either. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because they're sweaty the whole time. And I just like cannot physically <laughs> look at them. I'm just going to be like, somebody throw you a towel. Like, I know it's supposed to be a hot place. And this is like actually a very specific tone and like a very, uh, stark decision to like, you know, light, do makeup that way, do lighting that way and stuff. But I just, oh my right. God, I can't handle it. Um, cause on the flip of that Viola Davis also, you know, her, his counterpart in that film, she got that um i mean were you surprised because i, I want to see promising young women sooner rather than later even though i unfortunately spoiled it for myself by like listening to some other podcasts um but do I'm you not... think carrie mulligan should have gotten that nom yeah i mean having seen the movie she definitely is good in that role i'm surprised it got as many nominations as it did compared to golden globes but then you obviously have to realize it's a totally different audience yeah. And it's interesting to see like what want like Mank barely got nominations for the Golden Globes and is the number one. It has ten. That's here. true. Yeah. And like Judas and the Black Messiah, I think, is right after that. And No Man Land. Like to me, I have a feeling No Man Land is going to sweep. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. I I could see Francis winning over um Carrie Mulligan, but Oh yeah. Well, but I, here, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm going to say Andra Day better win over Francis for United yeah. States and Billie Holiday. United States have, versus Billie Holiday. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Um, that needs to be recognized. Like, you, you can't not play Billie Holiday to the extent that Andra did. That movie is, like, a little bit of a mess. But her herself is, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, that one I was mean, great. I am. I do want to see the father, although right now I think it's only available to rent. And after my paying of renting Promising <laughs> Young Woman, I refuse to pay again. Yeah. Um. You know, because the ten dollars I paid was like so much. Yeah. Um, um. But my mom actually just watched Sound of Metal, and she said it was really good. I think you were gonna see it. That I believe is on HBO. Because that got an, a bunch of nominations too. Wait, which one did you say? Like, I first somehow oh, missed you. Sound, sound of Metal? Of, sound of Metal. That oh, okay. Uh, Amazon, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when that one came out, I was like, oh, this is a very interesting... These are the these are the stories that are at this level, of this nomination level of... And, like, that's a story that I would be interested in seeing Riz, because he's a fascinating performer. So he's always yeah, he's just really f- good to watch. And you're like... So when he shows up on something, I go, even if I'm not interested in that, I go, okay, I should probably check that out just because of every time what Riz brings to the table. Riz Ahmed. But I I cheered. I got really, really psyched. Stephen Young. It's it's a soft G because it's it's Y-E-U-N. And people have been pronouncing it like Yuen. Um, But I saw him on Conan a few years ago and they're very good friends. And like, they went to South Korea together for um, a remote segment, which was really fantastic too. Mm-hmm. And cause Steven's our age and he's a second city guy. So he was in second city doing improv for years. And then he and his friend like packed up their car and they moved to LA. He, and then I think within two weeks he auditioned for the walking dead and he nailed it. And wow. his, his like, he, that show opens that's one of the best pilots i think has ever been filmed is the walking dead pilot the show is completely gone to shit it's 11 years in i have no idea what the fuck is going on but he i pretty much stopped watching when they killed off his character and that's no spoiler because that's like a season five situation when negan comes in and i don't you probably remember that moment in pop culture of like the morning after that negan episode where he comes in and he fucking killed a bunch like he kills yeah i feel like i remember and, hearing that and everybody was like oh my god because i guess in the comics he doesn't he he kills somebody else this in the most violent manner but he has a barbed wire bat and he kills steven's character who like was the fucking show he's a pizza delivery guy 
who like he just shows up on screen and you go who the fuck is this kid this kid is unreal and he takes it away from andy lincoln who's amazing in it he takes it away from norm i was gonna call him norm mcdonald but norman reedus um and the two i think real breakout stars of that show are steven and melissa mcbride who who like never gets recognition but they like you just that's who you you came to watch the other stuff and then you stay for them and what they were doing with their characters right so the fact that he got nominated for minari and his counterpart uh you uh i'm sorry for the pronunciation young yo jun um who plays sunja i I have not looked i'm assuming that might be his wife i haven't watched um, the movie yet but that was really exciting to see him there because I'm like, I'm just rooting for him because that's such an interesting story that he's had. Um, obsessed with Olivia Coleman, always best supporting actress. Your girl, Maria Bakalova. Yeah. Borat. That's for exciting. Borat. I don't Boyle think she'll Keith. win, but okay. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I care a lot. Didn't get any noms, especially considering Roman Pike. Oh, that's Roman true. Pike won for, um, you know, for the Golden Globe. And, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay that, like, music and prom and some of the other dumb ones. Yeah, Golden good call. Globe. Yeah, prom was well, fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference with Golden Globes. Obviously, they highlight the musical and comedies, whereas, obviously, they're all in one category in the Oscars. So I'm glad. And I- they wanted to make room to get Meryl there, too, in the Golden right. Globes, you know? I beat Meryl. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Tyler Perry is getting the Humanitarian Award, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. That's awesome. I wonder if it's because of, you know, the human. I mean, obviously, it's not the humanitarian of giving a house to the royals. No. (laughs) My brain went there immediately. I was like, oh, must be nice. But obviously, we know he, like, kept Atlanta, like, alive with the production and employing all these people. And And there's always, yeah. He does a lot. Yeah. yeah, he's created a bubble in Atlanta for everybody. So anybody that works for him is, like, living at the production studio as well. But then, in general, you always hear these awesome stories of him. First of all, you know his background. So you know that he was homeless and lived in his car before he, like, made it big and, like, was had written the play for Medea and was, like, I think, pro- like, getting production stuff for it while he was living in his car. Right. But then he, like, you know, he'll he'll call into, like, a Walmart or, like, anything and he'll pay... He's like, I'll cover the next 2,000 people's grocery bills for the day. Or, like, not for the day, because that's, two. I think, 2,000 too many people. But, you know, he'll say, like, this is the money I will donate and, like, let it cover however many people's grocery bills that we'll be checking out for, like, the next two hours. Yeah, Beyonce has done that with Best Buy before. I love when celebrities do that. That's what, yeah, I mean, because it's going directly for what it needs to be going directly to with no bullshit red tape. Right, it's not going to the charity, which has, you know, administration fees and all that jazz, so yeah. go straight to the people, but yeah, yeah so um, I don't think they've announced who the host is, but I'm not seeing anything, yeah. Hopefully it's someone cool. Um, How do you think yeah, that? I guess we should hope, do, yeah. should we move on to our next? Yeah, I'm just, like, dumbfounded. Like, how do you not have a host right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? Well, remember last year, no one wanted to host anything, so that's probably why. But I'm sure we'll find out. I mean, we still have a month until the awards, so I'm sure we'll find out soon. But, yeah, I, I mean, a John Oliver would be a great um, person to do. Or, I mean, I, I'm always down for Jimmy, but he yeah. may not want to do it. Um, Jimmy Fallon. No, I mean, it's a lot of work. That's why I'm just so confused as to why they haven't even, like, are you really going to give us, like, no one? Or don't bring up, like, don't be the Emmys of the season with the reality stars hosted. Like, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. That was the worst. Oh, my God. Or, like, when you had James Franco and Anne Hathaway do the Oscars that one <laughs> Okay, that's still one of my favorites because it was so it was, insane. It was my favorite, too, because it was such a mess, but it was, like, so terrible. Yeah, but it was so fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, okay, so if we're talking about movie stars... Then I guess who who has yet to really fully who seems to just be going about his day not giving a fuck and we have unfortunately another update on Army Goddamn Hammer. Yeah, but this one may be the nail in the coffin. So obviously last week we announced going to. I know I feel like I say this every week because I'm such I believe in justice and I want this man to be 
put behind bars forever. And what's unfortunate is even though he has been, so the story is he's been accused of rape, which unfortunately in this country, even if you get found guilty, you don't even go to jail for very long. I think it's like a couple of years, if that much. Um, but yeah, so he's been accused of rape by one of the women who um, had come out earlier in the year or last year, rather who he was dating um the accuser effie claims that army raped her for over four hours during which he allegedly slapped her head against a wall and physically abused her with other acts of violence she she has a date a time everything she said it happened in april of 2017 in um los angeles so this was way before obviously the more recent girls um and Effie made her allegations on Thursday with our one of our favorite attorneys, Gloria. Yeah, I was about Howard, to say, yeah. Who, for many people, she was one of the lawyers that came out when, like, um, well, she always comes out with any like woman who's accusing of rape or misogyny. But like, I remember her really being big during the Tiger Woods story because I think she defended a bunch of the women. Yeah. Um, but she claims she met Army on Facebook in 2016. She was 20. They became a relationship that became um, violent and abusive. And Alridge is saying they have evidence of the rape. Um, so there's currently investigating. Hammer is saying that it's all BS, of course. Yeah. But what's interesting is she is not filing a lawsuit. So this is like she's going straight for criminal, which to me seems more valid because, you know, there's hopefully won't be like, oh, let's settle out of court type of deal. No, Um, but here's the flip is that it's because normally you're going after the civil because it's harder to prove in a criminal. Right. So, yes, she went to the LAPD and the LAPD is investigating him. But in order to have, like, the criminal investigation is going to be a lot more complicated than a civil suit. Yeah. But, I mean, the civil suit wouldn't do anything in terms of him going to jail and we want to No, it's just, like, reputation, though, because then if you you, um, uh, agree upon a settlement outside of court, it does make you definitely look a lot guiltier. Yeah, but I mean, but rape cases be, are so difficult to but, prove. Yeah, I mean, but that could be an R. Kelly, which how many times did he settle? I mean, that's his whole storyline is that he just kept settling with these people because the, these people were like very um, poor families that were like, okay, we'll just take the money because we need it, even though our daughter has gone through so much. So hopefully in this situation, that won't happen. And hopefully, you know, I mean, we've seen enough crime movies and tv shows where it's like hopefully they get you in this one um criminal case and then they can start piling on all these other ones and then it's yeah and then it's really like you're fucked that's what i'm hoping for i know he's just we've already you know gone into the family history like he just might have too much money and one of my favorite and not because it has to do with um, sexual assault, but like one of the most compelling things, yeah, not favorite, compelling is a better word, um, that I read this year is like, um, or maybe it was during the Harvey Weinstein allegations. Yeah, I think it was that when somebody, one, one of the lawyers said, look, everybody wants a perfect rape. And everybody was like, whoa, what the hell did you just say? Like, nobody wants to be, like, nobody encourages right. And they're like, no, when we say perfect rape, like, you want there to be witnesses that the women were saying no stop you need there to be like video evidence there needs to be the physical evidence and it's just like that's not how these happen it's she said he said he you know he said he said she said she said i want to be totally inclusive they said they said and and and, um the uh, what's really unfortunate too is yeah so his people came out saying like, we aren't trying to shame her sexual fetishes, but now that she's made this a lawsuit or, like, a court situation, like, we will, unfortunately, have to discuss her sexual sexual fantasies that she told ARMY that this is, like, what she wants to have go down. On top of, there were um, screenshots, unfortunately, coming out of, like, 
what I could see was text messages or like right. a group support chat of like when the army allegations started to come across, like come become public. Uh, she said, I'm not saying a crime was committed. I'm not saying he assaulted me. I, um, I'm not looking for legal representation. I just am like, I was part, I was one of those women that was also involved with him during this time. And so that's really frustrating that that was also, you know, discovered too. Cause I was like, Oh shit, that's just the entire case right there. Yeah, because the obviously the defense will say that discredits her as a witness, but that also could just be someone who doesn't want to tell everyone that she was raped and she's yeah. still unpacking what happened. And like, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but yeah, it's just so unfortunate. It's just like, yeah. God, it's very clear that this guy, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And we were getting we just kept hearing that there's gonna be more information, more information that was just going to really bury him. And it never came to fruition. Yeah, or at least it hasn't buried him yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that it will. Um, he's just going about his day like he's fucking untouchable. Yeah. But well, oh well, spe- he did. Yeah, yeah he did speaking lose out of his job. Yeah, do you want to? Yeah, because I was gonna say we're running, we're starting to run out of time. Do you want to move on to our breakup of the week that may not be a breakup of the week anymore? And I'm just over this story already. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we have to, like, reverse break up the week. Like, we definitely... There were multiple outlets reporting that J-Lo and A-Rod broke up last week. And then he was like, no, we're still fighting for our relationship. No, we're not broken up. And then they went to the Dominican Republic together. And they were photographed. And then... And there's photos of them kissing. Yeah. And now she's on set with her film that is starring... It's called Shotgun Wedding. And it's starring... Her and Josh Dumal now because it was supposed to be her and Army Hammer. <laughs> that was that. It's all just, related. Can you imagine a J Lo and Army Hammer movie even before Army? All of this, like that, does not. No, I don't know. I don't. I mean, see talk that. about two terrible actors. I know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're right. We, uh, you know, I think I've expressed my feeling about J Lo. She's a great entertainer in terms of dancing, but like, she's not an actress. Yeah, like Sorry. who's running to see? I mean, what a weird combination. But then also Josh Dumel and... isn't a strong actor either. It's no. Is this going to be a Netflix movie? Like that's I what think... I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. how this sounds like a Redbox movie. You know, <laughs> like how did J Lo sign on to this? Hallmark Channel. I don't know. Yeah, after coming from Hustlers, that's really where you're losing me on this with J Lo because Hustlers was really pretty fantastic. Yeah, I did like Hustlers, and I think that might have been her best movie where she acted, but I still, like, when people were like, I can't believe she didn't get nominated for the Oscar, and it's like, mm, because no. it's still J-Lo. She's yeah. still not a great actress. The movie was entertaining, but she probably was not the strongest acting in the movie. And it was and it was a much more interesting character for her, and it was a J-Lo that we normally don't see, and that's right. why it was really fun. And she and it was very exciting to see her in that film and and the way that they still told that story, um, and you were rooting for them the whole time. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, Selena is definitely my pinnacle J Lo, and that was her first damn thing. So, like, you yeah. already peaked for me in like 1997. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, the wedding planner, made in Manhattan, all that stuff. They're all the Ugh. same. They're all the same movie, and I hate all of them. So, but that's also I've expressed my hatred towards those dumb romantic comedies. So. Yeah, they're pretty brutal. Uh, should we move on to what we're watching? Yeah, what are you watching? I need a new. I need something new because I have got. I'm I'm swinging and missing it left and right over here. Um. Well, you know, I'm trying to do my research of the movies that I haven't seen yet for the Oscars. So I did watch Nomadland, which I think is really good. I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel going in, but. Um, it, you know, I understand why it's getting the buzz it's getting. I think it does a really great job of not only telling a story of Francis, who is this woman who is a nomad because of the circumstances she's put in, but I don't know if you know a lot of kind of like the premise, but yeah, it it talks a lot about like the first, before the movie even starts, there's like a, um, an intro of text that says which I'm assuming is kind of based off of a true story that like this one town in Nevada was fully employed everyone in the town was fully employed by this sheetrock company and then 
they went out of business. And as a result, like everyone in the town lost their jobs. Yeah. So that's kind of where you're set up in the movie. So you're, you're learning that Francis like lost her job. Her husband dies. She has no money. It's, it talks about capitalism. It talks about the lack of support of people as they get older. And you, in, in addition to her story, as she's, kind of trying to struggle through life now without her husband and without a job she comes across all of these other quote-unquote nomads and like their experiences and the issues they're dealing with so it's really interesting not only like from a perspective of like this group of people who live a totally different life than obviously we do but also just a social commentary on like the capitalism and political system and how it doesn't really prepare people unless you're part of that 1%. Um, Yeah. And the acting is great. I mean, honestly, Francis is probably one of the only real names you recognize, which I think is kind of done purposely because you almost feel like it's a documentary because you're hearing these stories and, I mean, I could be wrong. Some of these actors could be famous people, but again, none of them, I don't think anyone else. No, reverse, them. actually. They are people on more often in that film. They are people that are living that lifestyle and That's have created this community. And so, so Chloe just yeah, hired Chloe. them. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see it really sweeping for many reasons, kind of like that I care a lot where it's like, commenting on the issues of the country in addition to telling a great story so that people um, are like digging their head in the sand about of like exactly yeah that they're like how could this be how we don't have things stopping this and it's actually like no actually our judicial system is supporting all of this like yeah like with i care a lot and taking rights away from elderly people and with no real understanding of how like who even these people are and like you can just swap swoop in and like you know do the paperwork and get the and take advantage of it yeah it's it's a strong commentary on a silent movement that people are ignoring because it's not bringing anybody any money yeah and just seeing how like you know especially as more and more companies get rid of pensions and like you know a lot of people who even if they worked for you know, they have different stories, but there's this one person who's like, yeah, I worked in corporate America for 50 something years. And I had a coworker who couldn't wait to like retire and finally be on his boat. And then he was um, diagnosed with cancer and he never got to go on that boat. And I told myself I wasn't going to allow that to happen. And like, that's where she became a nomad. So you're just learning all these different stories of like how everyone gets into these situations. And you're like, yeah, that could easily be any one of us. Like, none of us are really protected from the issues that come up in this movie. And for that reason alone, I thought it did a really great job of telling the story. It did run very long. Like, all of these Oscar movies are, like, I feel like all of them are at least two hours. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just think it could have probably been a little bit shorter. But I still think it was well worth watching compared to, you know, Promising Young Woman, which was also two hours and could have been shorter. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm definitely on board with checking this out. I just and that's like, on Hulu for anyone who is looking for. Nice. Wearing. I just don't know how it's gonna like hit me because it's definitely something that I um it's especially. Real. Yeah, I mean, very kind of a little bit. Yeah, because when you actually think about, it, you're like, okay, I like I really have no backup plan besides the fact that I have family that would take me in, and it's happened a couple of times to me of being in like a physical circumstance or financial circumstance that I can't take care of myself. And so it's yeah, like, you're in your thirties. Imagine being 60 or 70 where like, yeah, physic- where physically you cannot take care. Like, cause that stuff all comes up and it's, yeah, I will not just... say the movie. There's no solution at the end of the movie. It's more just like, wow, this really, no, it's like, this is the, we're having a real moment where, this is multi-generationally been ignored and is now a bigger problem than we can get in front of. Yeah. So it's like, it's already again, too late. So like, how are we getting to Australia and New Zealand again? Like, the second those borders up are up, baby. Oh get my done. God. Get your, t- yeah. get your passport updated. I know. I was listening to Seth Meyers today about um, all the new um, voter laws that the Republicans have introduced. And it's like, 
219 bills across like 48 states or something and it's like just to increase suppression and make it more difficult for people to get the right to vote and i was just like oh i gotta get out like i'm freaking out for no reason because this stuff doesn't like totally you know it's not an everyday like effective to me but i'm like how do you not understand that this is like tearing like uh, well, how can you not be human being centric like this is about yeah just being a rights. human fucking being and you can't turn to the person next to you and turn to the other person like at the end of the day all of us just want to be loved and accepted and i cannot deal with the government <laughs> getting involved and like not having resources that are actually usable feasible tangible um you know, easily accessible. Like, yeah, I just go crazy when I start thinking about it. And so I just really need to take a chill pill because at this focus, point, that's why we focus on celebrity news. Because <laughs> distractions. Yeah. It's a distraction and it's more interesting. And honestly, it's more con- as ridiculous as this sounds, it's more controllable. Like <laughs> there's way more ways to control a celebrity by commenting on their Instagram than there is a way to control the government. And so for me, I'm just going to focus on the things I can control. Which is pissing off a celebrity that deserves to go behind go behind bars. I know. I'm just like hoping that the next generation behind us like takes a stark left turn of in terms of like liberalism and socialism and, and getting that stuff in there. But I just feel like we have a whole new generation of young conservatives that are terrifying. Yeah, let's not let's move on to what you're watching. Well, and that's not even, I can't even lift this up. Yeah. Cause like what I'm watching isn't great either. I tried to watch that stupid um, history of like pirating on Netflix movie. (laughs) It's a TV show that was like, I thought it was gonna be more historical, but they do all these like reenactments and they have like characters created of these like pirates. And it was pretty, it was starting to talk about the history of pirating, which was pretty interesting. It like all has to do with after the Spanish succession and France and Spain became a superpower against England and like the English Navy lost the Spanish succession war and then dumped a bunch of their um, naval sailors. Like they just, they were like, you guys can like go fuck off and figure out what the hell you're going to do. Like we don't have anything for you. And so they ended up finding themselves down in, um, in South America into like the Bahamas and the Caribbean and Florida, which would have been all like Spanish occupied and right. And like destroyed for the war. And it's all being stripped of its precious metals of gold and silver. And after the Spanish succession, success, uh, whatever they were trying to leave. Um, they apparently had like $14 million worth of gold trying to get back to Spain. Cause Spain was completely broke at the time. And there was a storm and all this gold ended up in the Bahamas. So uh, like, and it's all about it. It's like in the water. And yeah. And it's all across the coast of like possibly like Southern Florida and stuff. And like, they're able to like retrieve a lot of it, but now I'm like completely understanding. I'm, I was always on board with a metal detector and an old person on a beach anyway, but like oh, now yeah. I really get it. I mean, there's a great Bob's Burgers episode where they get a metal detector and Gene is like trying <laughs> to find stuff and i think he finds another metal detector which is just like (laughs) that that show's great but Uh, that's interesting yeah Yeah, i mean obviously pirates of the caribbean i loved those movies see i hated them oh i love them at least the first i wonder where they were like four or three the first there's six (laughs) wow the first (laughs) think now great but yeah no yeah no i could never watch them i tried and i did not enjoy them at all i really hate johnny depp um the other thing that i tried to check out was the stand it's a stephen king based off a stephen king novel post-apocalyptic uh worlds where now i guess there's two kind of um cults essentially start up and one could be started by alexander skarsgård and one i think the other one might be james marsden and another so like the cast is really strong and i'll probably try a second exactly and post-apocalyptic like i'm on board yeah um but stephen king just does not usually do it for me at all he should but normally i just don't there's something about like a lack of grounding in his characters or i don't know what it is but i'm not a big king fan and i like and it, it should be like i really should be gravitating towards everything that he creates but it's normally just there's an element that's like, all right, this is, you jumped the shark already and we're 20 minutes in. 
Yeah, I'm not a yeah. horror person, so it's really not for me or thriller or whatever his. Yeah, he, he goes across is. the gamut because he's also a Shawshank Redemption. Like he's the creator of that story too. So like he's all over the place because he also does Cujo and didn't he you know, do like, Stand by Me? That sounds familiar too. Like yeah, legit, you know, just uh, like he's and yeah. um, he's on... a recluse in Maine, and he goes to uh, goes to Red Sox games uh, religiously. So like. I always thought he was super weird, cool, but yeah, super weird guy and and interesting and super Boston and stuff and New England, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, it's on CBS All Access. I'll check it out again because of that cast, but the like lead teenage male that they have going in it already annoys the shit out of me. So I just don't know if I can Um, continue. Yeah. Yeah. When someone annoys you, I mean, that's my biggest issue. And then I can't watch the show. So. Yeah, I just don't know why he was cast. I'm like, you can, we couldn't have gotten anybody else. Like, I don't understand why we chose him. Yeah. Story of our lives. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great way to end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to lift everybody up. I'm going to watch the fucking Justice League four-hour uh, Zack Snyder cut in once when we hang up and stuff. And I'm going to try and hook up my subwoofer and new... Um, uh speakers and see if i can stomach that film all right well i'm sure we'll get the review next week so Mm -hmm. until then we'll see you guys next time bye bye